Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. It's time to get your teach on. What's up, Get Your oh Teach my On? Oh goodness, you started the podcast. Yeah, that's all I'm doing though. I cannot can believe that there. you actually started a podcast episode. It was kind of aggressive and extremely loud, so because we got to work on it just a little bit. Yeah, but. because I saw you. I, I, was wondering, <laughs> I was wondering what your uh, your reaction was going to be. I was shocked. Well, with that intro, everybody, I think that's our episode for the day, and we'll see. No, I'm kidding. Um, Thank you guys so much for joining us for another week. If this is your first time listening to an episode and you're like, what the heck just happened? Um, Wade never introduces the podcast or says hello to the community, so he decided to take his take his opportunity today. So That's it. Yep. today we are so excited to be able to honestly just speak some truth over you as educators. We know that right now in education, um, one of the big things that's happening is it's testing season, right? But even if it's not, even if you're listening to this episode and it's not specifically testing season, we feel like it's always testing season as an educator. There's always some type of benchmark or some type of assessment or some type of something that a lot of times reminds us of or we think reminds us of everything that we're doing wrong or how little Questions we're doing us, yeah. and makes, makes us question really ourselves. question mm-hmm. ourselves and our purpose, position, love for being an educator. Mm. And so today we wanted to dive into um, what truly defines an educator because it is so much more than a test score. It is so much more than one specific day of testing. It is so much more than a benchmark. And we all agree and we know that as educators but it is so easy to agree and to know something but not allow it to live out in your daily life and mm-hmm. so one of the things that we did is we reached out to our get your teach on community and we said we want to hear from you as teachers what truly we know that it's more than a test score we know that it's not a test score that defines us and our passion and our purpose for why we educate and why we teach kids every single day but what is it that defines an educator and so we received so many responses and I tried to consolidate them into a list because a lot of them were extremely similar, if not the same, um, which just goes to show that we all know exactly what defines an educator. But we wanted to yeah. to speak truth over you today and remind you of what you should be really looking at, paying attention to, and using as your motivation. Yeah, so as we go through this and, and we just um, talk about it, we want you to kind of reflect on it and hopefully you'll be affirmed in, in what you do because as we're sitting here looking at this list, I'm like, man, yeah, th- this is our community. This is who they are. And so we want you to feel validated in that, but then also understand that you are special and um, these things are not easy to continue to do. But um, when you have that purpose and that drive, you definitely try to uh, complete uh, this list. Well, also, if you're really struggling, if you're in a season of struggle, if you're in a season of it's testing season and you're questioning if you even want to go back to the profession next year, or you're questioning how you're going to make it to the end of the year, or you're feeling like you are not enough as a teacher, take these and turn them into affirmations, write them on sticky notes, write them on index cards, put them on your desk and read them to yourself every single day. You know, we, 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 
and the way that we speak to ourselves matters. And it plays a huge role in the way that we show up in this world every single mm-hmm. day. And I know that that might seem cheesy or corny, but there is power in the way that you speak to yourself. And I truly believe that how you speak to yourself is what you become. And so if you are finding yourself in a season that you are lacking motivation or lacking, again, that vision, that viewpoint of your why, of your purpose every single day, turn these into affirmations. And again, speak truth over yourself every single day. We don't have to create lies. We don't have to listen to lies. We don't have to accept lies. We know what our truth is. So live in that and speak that over yourself every single day. So let's break down what educators across this nation say define a teacher outside of test scores, right? Number one, having a willingness to be taught and continue to learn. So we're going to turn that into an affirmation. I am willing to be taught and I continue to learn. Mm. And I think this is one of the coolest things about being an educator. And I know other professions do it too. Like we all hope that doctors are continuing to learn if they're going to be the ones to care for us. Right. And they're going to be the ones to, you know, perform surgery or whatever, whatever we need for our, for our health. But teachers are constantly growing. Teachers are constantly having to, on a daily basis, learn, grow, adapt, adjust, learn a new personality, work with a new type of student, a new type of learner, face a new challenge. I feel like teachers are on the forefront of showing what it's like to be a true lifelong learner. Yeah, and and I don't even think teachers realize it, um, that that they are uh, being taught day in and day out. Um, We're we're so focused on uh, imparting knowledge or, or or completing the the objective with with the teaching component, but every day we we mess up and something doesn't go right. Every time something doesn't go right, what do we do? We learn from that, right? We learn from it. We're, we're taught uh, what works best, what doesn't work, and we take that knowledge and we continue to grow from it. Now that's being intentional about that. So having the willingness, like Hope said, being able to take that in and understand, yeah, I'm going to mess up. This may not work. Going in with that type of mindset, that's all we need to have. And being able to learn from that is is definitely a key into what an educator truly is. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, as we're looking at some of the things that a lot of times make us feel less than, and as a teacher, we, we oftentimes question, am I a failure? Am I failing a group of students, this specific student, this class? Like, Am I failing my family? Am I failing? We're constantly thinking that we're not enough for other people. And I think that failure is just simply a way of showing that we're forever learning, that we're forever growing and modeling that for students and showing them that it's okay to fail and it's okay to grow and learn from those mistakes is key to just humanity, to, to living in this world. And so I think that teachers are the best model of that. And we need to embrace that more and celebrate that and recognize that, yes, my failure doesn't define me, but the growth that I have from that specific instance, from that lesson, that's what makes yeah. me who I am. Um, I mean, it, as an athlete, especially as a wrestler, uh, we used to always, or we still have this phrase of there is no win, there's no such thing as a winner and loser in, res- in wrestling. Um, there's just uh, winners and learning opportunities. Every time you lose, you take that in, you learn from it, you work on it. And then you grow from that, hopefully in the next match or whatever it is. And I've heard that a lot, even with, uh, I heard it from Trey Young the other night, like they lost in the NBA um, quarterfinals, right? And so he was like, listen, there is no losing. This is just a great learning opportunity. As a lot of film I got to watch. And I think the same thing goes for us as well. These are learning opportunities, not failures. And when you can phrase it like that, 
that can be something that defines you is your learning opportunities that you are constantly embracing and constantly growing from. So I am willing to be taught and I continue to learn. That is a truth of every single educator. Speak that truth over yourself. Number two, remember the ability to, or remembering the ability to extend grace. So I have the ability to extend grace and man, let me tell you something. Teachers do it best. Teachers know how to extend grace to others. We won't say that we necessarily know how to extend that grace to ourselves, but every single day there are opportunities upon opportunities upon opportunities where we are extending grace to our students, to our learners, to our colleagues, to our administration. And that is a quality that not everybody has. No, they don't. And um, it's, it's something that I, I think is just ingrained in us to understand because as teachers, that's what we're doing. We are teaching, we are instructing, we are helping, right? And so that's something that, that we do with our students, but it also goes into the real world with us too. I mean, uh, Hope oftentimes talks about me being uh, very naive, I guess. Is naive the right word? Or I don't think naive. You just gullible? truly, oh, how do we want to say this in an appropriate way? Um you assume the best of everyone, I think. I get taken I can get taken advantage <laughs> of really easy. So I mean gullible, yes, but you is, also assume the best literally swear to you guys. Somebody come up to Wade and be like, I am gonna give you a million dollars tomorrow morning at nine AM. Wade would be on the front porch at eight AM sitting there waiting for that nine AM hour, truly believing would. that someone probably is going would. to bring him. He truly just assumes the best. But I think that's what, what what a lot of teachers do. Like as educators, we we assume the best in our kids, we assume the best because that's all we can do. And I think if we go in there with that mindset day in and day out, um, the outcomes will just uh show themselves to us. And I think that one thing that we can really work to, you know, feel confident in and and use as a defining factor is also, and this is a challenging one. I'm not saying you don't have to work for these. Okay. I'm not saying you don't have to work for these, but assuming the best in our students' parents. And that is Mm -hmm. so, that is not always easy to do. A lot of times, number one, in my experience, my bias has gotten in the way of that situation. Before we were parents. Before we were parents, Mm -hmm. a thousand person, you know, you are the best parent on this planet until you have a kid until you become one mm-hmm. until you actually become a parent legit i and this is like a side note but i would judge people hardcore for crumbs in their car for having a messy car it looks like a bomb of crumbs of goldfish exploded in my vehicle literally everywhere and i just shake my head at myself now like i don't and yeah of course i need to get one of those car vacuums and okay great that that's gonna do me like it is and then you're like well my child will never have snacks in the car yeah if you're a real parent of a real child and that works what i've never seen that happen but Right. You're the best parent until you become one. But I think one of the biggest things that we can use as a defining factor of us as teachers is even if you're not a parent, because I have taught for many a years where I wasn't a parent and it drove me so crazy when people said, you'll change everything when you become a parent. And they were right. Okay, Mm -hmm. they were right. You just don't have that lens and you shouldn't. That is not your fault. Right. But truly trying to have a mindset of assuming the best of every single parent, assuming that they are sending their best, sending one of their most prized possessions to you every single day. And they are. And they are. And 
that the, they the are they doing do. their best, trying their best, assuming the best. That is what's also going to define our relationships with our community, with the parents in our classrooms as we advocate mm-hmm. for our students. So number one, I am willing to be taught and continue to learn. Number two, I have the ability to extend grace to those around me. Those are things that I want to be defined by, right? Way more than a test score. That tells me way more about my character and who I am and what my passion is than a test score ever will. So number three, we share an excitement for learning, right? I think this is a huge defining factor of an educator because we talked often about if you don't enjoy this profession and love what you do, why are you here? And Mm -hmm. sadly, we can all name at least one. There are teachers in this profession here to collect a paycheck, right? I do not feel that that is the majority of our profession by any means, but there are always people in professions there to collect a paycheck, right? And so I think that our excitement, our enthusiasm is what is so contagious, not only for our kids, but those around us. When people hear us and see us and what we say about education and how we talk about it, that's a lot of times how they draw their conclusions about what's happening in the classroom. And so I think we have to be so careful about how we're talking about this profession. And if we're all, and I'm not saying toxic positivity and shy away from the truth because there are times for those conversations that are real raw about what the realities are are in education a hundred percent right i'm not sugarcoating things but we have to be so cautious and careful about how we are talking about this profession in the real world because that's what people are going to use to really create this narrative of what's happening in classrooms yeah and it's and we're not saying lie to people or right. or or have toxic positivity or anything like that we're, we're saying speak your truth but then also realize the opportunity that that we do have that, that we do have these humans in front of us every single day for a certain amount of time to be able to help them and guide them i mean that is that is a unique responsibility and it's, a, it's honestly a blessing to be able to do that and so we we need to make sure that we are rooted in that and understand that this is a tough profession, but anything worth doing is going to be challenging and difficult. And there's nothing wrong with that. So share in that excitement for learning, be a learner yourself, whatever it is. And and the way that I took this too, like if there's an aha moment or if I don't care if it's the 20th time you have taught this lesson, but it's the first time you've taught it that year, act like it's the first time that you're teaching it. And if the kids are excited, you act excited about it. I guarantee you they'll buy into it. The way you show up is how your kids will show up. And, you know, Joanne Miller is one of my favorite people in education, and she is one of my dear friends that I've made through the Instagram world. And there have been a lot of things that came out of social media. But um, she's also a veteran educator. I look up to her just so much. And every time that I'm with her and we're talking, and we talk about a lot of things, but education is obviously one of them. And, you know, she's been in this profession, gosh, she would kill me if I made the wrong it's, it's number. Fine. But anyways, but she's proud of it. And, mm-hmm. and that's why I look up to her so much. But she will talk about how yeah, education is hard. It's always been hard. But I still love it so much. And you she just tell. exudes. Like when she is talking, and she's actually looping with her students this next year. But when she just talks about her kids or talks about her kindness squad or talks about the things that they're doing, like she'll say, hope. She'll text me sometimes, hope this lesson I'm doing tomorrow, I just cannot wait to see how the kids respond. And that is just what teachers, that's the kind of passion that we need to have. That's the kind of joy that mm-hmm, we need to have mm-hmm, in this profession mm-hmm. is to be able to say, yes, it's hard, but I still love what I do. And when we're able to kind of have the end, and I think that that's what Joanne does and models so well is that yes, it's hard. And, and I still love what I do. When I look at her, I see the most passionate educator 
and test scores don't even register with me and her student's progress because I know it's happening right. because of how much she loves what she does and the way that she shows up. And, and that is proven in her student's growth, right? And um, so I just think right there, sharing in that excitement is is giving ourselves permission to have the and that yes, there are challenges. Yes, there are things we don't like. And I still love what I do so much. And that's going to be a, a part of what defines me and what my kids use to define me. Because let's be real. We can say that a test score might define us all day long to certain people. How do my kids define me? Right. How do my how do I show up for my students? Mm-hmm. How do they, how do, do they, they define me? Yeah. That will mean more to me yep. than any test score combined over my years of education. So, number one, I am willing to be taught and continue to learn. Number two, I have the ability to extend grace. Number three, I share in my students' excitement for learning. Number four. I am able to extend empathy to my students. And I think that this kind of goes hand in hand with very similar thing that we talked about with grace. But, um, you know, here's the thing is that, and Wade can speak to this a lot, is that we don't have to have experienced everything that our students experience to extend empathy. There is a difference. We have learned Mm -hmm. through our therapy because this was important for Wade and I because our backgrounds are so incredibly different Mm -hmm. that, you there's a difference between sympathy and empathy Mm -hmm. sympathy is being able to sympathize because you've experienced similar things but we have not all lived our same student's life but that doesn't mean that we can't empathize that's right with certain things and and it takes it takes effort to 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 learn personally about your students and to see what they're going through and talk to them and build those relationships and to understand where they're coming from i mean it's not one size fits all it's the same thing as equal isn't the same as um, equality. Well, no, equal, equ- equitable. Equitable. Yeah. E- sorry. E- equal, fair, and equal aren't the same thing. Being equitable, they're not the same. Um, every individual is different. Every individual has a different background. Every individual goes through their own walk in life, and that's okay. That's okay. And we're not here to prepare our students for our past, but we're here to help them with their future, right? And so, understanding where they're coming from, and not, it's not. It's not one size fits all. It will never, ever, ever, ever be one size fits all. And I think during the time of COVID, we really learned that. We learned how Mm -hmm. important it is to see people as individuals and understand mental health and to understand circumstances and how your circumstances play out in your life, but how other the other people's circumstances play out in theirs as well. Well, and I think when we empathize and we get ourselves to a place of empathy, we can aid in the healing process. And it's not that we have to shoulder yeah. because we shoulder a lot as educators and it is so hard to compartmentalize that. Mm-hmm. And it is so hard. We think about our kids all the time. Right. But when we extend empathy, we can aid in the healing process and we can empower our students with strategies Yep. For what they're going through. Yep. Right. And it doesn't mean that we've had to live it and it doesn't mean that we have to fully understand it. But also I think a big part of this is not minimizing other people's experiences too. never, ever do that. I think that is a huge thing. If it's big to them, it's big. It doesn't have to be big for to you to be big for them. And we've learned and, that as parents. Like yeah. Maverick will think it's the end of the world. Cry boo hoo. If he can't, uh, I don't know, have a If he has to change his clothes. Have to change his clothes or something. like. It, and I want to be like, son, it's not a big deal. Like, it's not. But, it's but it is to him. It is to him. Yeah. And it is what it is. It's like on another podcast, I talked about a girl who did not want to do anything in class because she couldn't put on mascara, right? And we could easily, I feel like a lot of times we easily minimize situations because you're just a kid, right? You don't understand what real problems are. Good. Let, good. Let's let them live, but, yeah, I but mean, in how, their how, world. Yeah, how, I mean, I, I would rather have that problem than some ginormous issue 
going on. Like, But regardless, in their world, that is huge, right? You have to so understand that, but that's easier to tackle. Part of empathy is, you know, the appraisal theory of you mm-hmm. don't have to have lived the experience and you can't project what I would have, what I would have done, I would have felt... You don't and have to goes, give advice, and right? And that doesn't only go go with your students. It goes with your colleagues and your friends and, and the people in your community, too. Yeah. I mean, it goes with adults. So, <laughs> so we got we to remember that. Empathy is about not minimizing other people's experiences, mm-hmm. but showing up for them in a way that says, even if you can only say, I'm here for you, I'm listening. That's showing empathy. That's extending empathy. You don't yep. have to have a solution just to be able to say, I'm here for you, right? So number, and listen, teachers, show up in that way all day, every day for multiple people. So number one, I am willing to be taught and continue to learn. Number two, I have the ability to extend grace. Number three, I've shared my students' excitement for learning. Number four, I'm able to extend empathy to my students and my my parents and my community and fill in the blank. Number five, we have two more. Number five, I'm able to think outside of the box. And And yeah, this is what we talk about all the time. That is something to celebrate. That is something to say, I've taken something that is, you know, the ordinary and I've turned it to be something extraordinary. That is a superpower. Like mm-hmm. that is a superpower for mm-hmm. teachers. And I think a lot of times we take for granted that we do this all the time, that we take a simple concept in math. You do it, you don't even realize that you're doing it. And we bring it to life for kids, right? You have kids, no right? clue how many times you do this during the day. And it's not even that you do this elaborate lesson. You no, You do this without not. even thinking about it because you want for kids to be excited about what they're learning. And so on a daily basis, we're constantly thinking about how to take something ordinary and turn it into the extraordinary for kids. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, I think it would just be really cool for you to just sit down and, and see how many times you do that during the school day. Just and just one time it. and celebrate that. And it's not and we're not talking about anything crazy. Like how, how many times do you crack a joke during a lesson? How many times do you use someone's name in a word problem? How many times do you like it's thinking outside of the box. Like if we're going to make a, a difference, we have to be different. And as teachers, that's what we understand is the core to engagement. Like we've got to be different. We've got to be engaging. We've got to do, do the extraordinary, but it doesn't have to be an outlandish elaborate. Um, elaborate lesson and take a lot of time right Mm -hmm. this is just part of our daily habits as teachers yep um so that's an easy one because again these are things that we're just constantly doing every single day so Mm -hmm. to revisit before our final one we're on the countdown here number one i'm willing to be taught and continue to learn number two i have the ability to extend grace number three i share my students excitement for learning number four i extend empathy to my community and my students number five i think outside the box and number six I am adaptable, resilient, and patient. Mm, And every teacher can speak that truth over their life every second of every day, right? Um, Especially in in these past couple of years, especially in this season. Um, But part of being adaptable and resilient and patient, I think this is the biggest key to being successful with it, is giving yourself permission to step out of the past and into the present. Mm -hmm. Because the power is in the present. And that's where we're able to be adaptable, resilient, and patient um, is if we're not living in the what was, what type of teacher I used to be, what type of teacher I was two years ago, but where I am now, because that's the only time that we have with our kids. We don't have our past with our kids. We don't have the future with our kids. We have the present. We have this moment with our kids, right? And that's what that season of teaching them is all about. But being able to be adaptable, resilient, and patient, that is something that I want it's the to core. define me. I that's mean, the I, core. And I think as, as a whole, educators and teachers, I mean, this is, this is who we we are. We, we may not be the best at it for when we judge ourselves with it day in and day out, but I guarantee there's a reason why the majority of Americans say, I can never be a teacher. Yeah. Well, why? Yeah. Well, I, I, 
I would kill a kid. Like, that's what they say. They literally say, they, they wouldn't literally kill a kid, but that's what they, they say. That, they, they, they don't have the patience to be able to do that. And um, again, we talked about previously on other podcasts that it is very important that, that you do take care of yourself and that you pour back into yourself. And as educators, we, we know this, but we don't we don't follow through with this as often as we should. But knowing that being adaptable, being resilient, and being patient is a core into who we are and what we do day in and day out. I think it's very, very important that we understand that we do need to pour back into ourselves and we need to get that sleep so we're not stressed. So we do have that patience. So we can have the energy to show up and be resilient day in and day out. And so just as important as it is to be patient, resilient, and adaptable, you have to do the things necessary to be able to fulfill those components as well. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing about all of these things, right? And, and how they define really truly who we are at our core of being an educator is when we're doing all of these things, essentially we're just planting seeds. And that's, I feel like a lot of times, you know, why education is a thankless profession because we're dealing with young people, right? We're dealing with young people who can't always, you know, put words to how they're feelings and process things. And we're planting seeds. And a lot of times we don't get to see those seeds fully blossom, fully grow. Um, and a lot of times our kids can't even process it to be able to, to verbalize it. But your students appreciate you. Sure do. More than you ever yes, know. Yes, they do. They appreciate your consistency. They appreciate the fact that you show up. They appreciate the fact that you take interest in them, that you see them, that you value them, that you respect them, that you hear them. Those are the things that they're going to remember the most. The parents do too. Yes, they're going to remember perhaps some things that you taught them, but we've all heard the saying, but they are going to remember for sure how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And forever. Forever. And that's what I want to define me is, you know, how my students talk about me and how my students respect me, not just in the years that I taught them, but in, in the years that they continue on through education. And even if you don't get to hear it somewhere, sometime kids are talking about you and the way that you made them feel in that environment, in your classroom setting. And that is, that's such a special place that we get, that we get to spend a season with students and humans and truly impact their lives forever. And I I think a lot of times we take that for granted. So I want you to speak these truths over yourself today. Number one, I have willingness to be taught and I continue to learn. Number two, I have the ability to extend grace. Number three, I share in my students' excitement for learning. Number four, I extend empathy to my students and my community. Number five, I think outside of the box. And number six, I am adaptable, resilient, and patient. Those are the truths that you can speak over yourself that are consistent, that are long-term, that are more than just one day, one blip, one moment of time in education. Speak those truths over yourself and allow that to be what defines you um, as not only a teacher, but as a human. So we just want to let you know that we appreciate you. And if nobody's told you this today, you are valued. You are making a difference. And that is not just a cliche saying that any educator knows that is the truth. That is the truth of the work that we do. And so I hope that you feel seen, valued, appreciated, um, and just know that we in this community see you, value you, appreciate you more than you will ever know. Keep doing the hard work. The hard work is where change happens. We'll see you next week, everybody.